It will be hard. Thrive in the hard. Learn from the hard. Don't give up during the hard because starting a business, working with a spouse, working with a brother, all of those things can be hard, but hard only makes us better. podcast. Today we have an awesome guest, Miss Heather Wilson um, from the company Give, Send, Go. She's a co-founder of a Christian crowdfunding platform and owns it with her with her family members, has a family to manage as well, and so great topics to talk about today. How are you, Heather? I am doing well. Thanks for having me on today. Yes, Thank definitely. You. Thanks for being on. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about... Um, uh, give, send, go, and then also talk about kind of your story of where, what led to it and kind of what you, your family dynamic that you have going on. Sure. So I actually come from a very large family. I have six brothers and five sisters. We grew up in Southern New Hampshire. Um, and about nine to 10 years ago, a bunch of siblings were sitting around and my sister brought up a She's been seeing GoFundMe and was talking to some some friends and and was like, is there any faith based? Because we we are a big Christian family. We believe that you know there's more to money in this world that that's important. And and so we were like, is there any faith based crowdfunding platforms out there? Because similar to like GoFundMe, and we didn't really see anything that was being viable. And so we decided that we were going to create this platform now. We don't have tech experience. None of us are developers. We we just had the idea and a dream, and we decided that we were going to go for it. We hired a development team, and we started on this journey of creating a crowdfunding platform that married help when people come on to raise funds and hope, where we share that there's more, you know, as people are going through these hard cir- circumstances, that there's uh, there's hope. They're not alone in it. And so that was kind of the idea behind Give, Send, Go. Um, I, per, my husband and I have, we have six kids. Um, so, so life is busy. We, a daughter came with, with my husband. And so when we got married, I had a built in eight year old. Um, she has now grown up married and has three of her own kids. So that makes me grandma or Lolly. They call me, we are Lolly and pop. So lollipop. Um, and then I have a 23-year-old who works for me at Give, Send, Go. I have a daughter who is in the local um, university here. And I have a son who is 17, just graduating high school. And we thought that was our family, those four, you know, great size, family, perfect. And then when I was turning about 40, um, I found out I was pregnant unexpectedly. And so my daughter came along. She is now eight, but we had this 10 year gap in our, our family. And so with that being said, we decided we would fill the gap and that can be a story we go into if you'd like, but we decided to fill the gap and, and we ended up adopting a child, um, who is now 13. So that makes up our family and it keeps me busy along with, uh, running give, send, go and watching, um, the adventure there. That's amazing. I love hearing about that. We have our son, he's nine. And sometimes I feel like with running a business and our son, our plate's full, but I love that you can always add more. And I feel like a lot of times people get these circumstances and they find time 
to make everything work. You know, you just kind of figure it out. So I think that's awesome. So tell me about the big family dynamic, because I'm actually an only child. So um, it's that's something that's very different to me. You know, how, how do you, obviously the parents can't always be with each kid all the time. So how do you manage that? And then also, I guess, also talk about how the large family dynamic molds into how you're running your business with Gibson Go. Sure. You know, growing up in a large family, my family is only half the size. So, you know, I really can't complain <laughs> much. Like, I, I, I want to say to my mom, like, I don't feel like I can complain about laundry because you had double the laundry that I have, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, you do it one step at a time. And that's, you know, when you have one kid, it's busy and it's hard. And then you have two kids and it's busy and it's hard and three kids, it's busy and it's hard. And you just adapt. And that is just the way life is, is that you do what is put in front of you. And that's why I always actually say, like, step out to the challenge because you'll rise to the occasion. If you try to overthink everything before you decide to do it, you won't do anything because you'll go, oh, you'll find all the reasons why you shouldn't. And so, so to me, it's going, no, we're going to trust God in this journey. We're going to step out and do some things that are outside of our comfort zone and not have to overthink all the situations that might be out of our control. Because I can tell you with six kids, some things are out of your control and, and you still just move forward and do it. And I, I think a lot of times we try to, um, like I said, overthink things. And then we, it stops us from doing some important things in our lives because we talk ourselves out before ever allowing ourselves to be on that adventure. Yeah. We talk about that too. Um, there's never going to be a perfect time to jump in and try something new, you know, whether it's a new venture, like you said, growing your family, you just, sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith and, and go for it. That's one thing we love talking about on our podcast. Well, that, that, that's also a lot of principles that apply to running a small business too. So just, you know, the being adaptable, you're always solving problems. And so I can see where, yeah, you jump, now you've jumped into the Gibson Go. Can you tell us a little bit how starting that up and then where you've grown from there too? Sure. So like I said, about nine years ago, the idea, nine, 10 years ago, the idea came, came to us. And then from there, uh, we just decided we were going to hop right in. Again, we could have <laughs> talked ourselves out of it because we had oh, yeah. no experience. Oh, yeah. I've never been to college and now I'm running a multi-million dollar international business, right? So <laughs> so like I could have said, there's no way that I'll ever be able to grow this, but it was an idea that we took hold of and we said, no, we're going to just start, start it and see where yeah. it goes. Year over year, we were waiting for it to, it would say when give, send, go takes off, right? When, when we become, when it, when it just explodes and with any business, I think that it's often that we think we have the best idea and that we put it out there and it's just going to like, it's just going to magically expand right away. because it's yeah. such mm-hmm. a great idea. Um, but that's not the case. I don't know any business. Now, people would look at Gifts and Go today, where we're in 86 countries around the world, and we are in the news all the time, and things like that, and go, man, you just came on the scenes and exploded, right? Like, look at that. Or all these other big tech sites. They just came on, and they were magically this big company. Well, I can tell you, there were 
nine years prior to today that we were walking out learning the lessons that needed to be learned so that we could be here today. So often I think as people and as business owners, we look at other people's success and we see it as, oh, they're special. They did, they had luck, whatever the thing is that we want to portray on them. But really, they've just been through the same journey. They've had the ups and downs. They've had to learn the lessons. They've had to take the steps. And um, it would be fake for me to come on and say, oh, we just launched this website. And immediately we were in 86 countries overnight in the number two crowdfunding website. No, that's not how it went. There were probably six and a half years. We weren't hardly paying ourselves and our spouses. My brother and I, who are running the company now, um, our spouses would look at us and be like, how long are you going to continue trying to make this work? <laughs> you know, every dollar that came in went right back to the business because we bootstrapped this thing. And a lot of lessons went in to making us who we are today. And, and again, for your listeners, that's what I would want to say. Don't give up in the hard. Don't look at other people and say, well, look at them. They just had all this luck or they're, you know, look at how this happened for them. In anything that is done successfully, a lot of time and work goes into it. So don't expect, no matter how great your idea is, don't expect to not have to put in that time and hard work to make it make it something. There's, um, there's a line in the song that you just story reminded me of. It's called, it only took me nine years to become an overnight sensation. hundred <laughs> percent. So. That's it. That so. describes, that song describes our uh, journey. Can you talk a little bit about the process you had for growth? Did you do marketing? How did you go? I know it took a long time, but what was kind of your yeah. process or your plan behind how you got to be the second biggest crowd funding? Yeah, it's a great question. So really when we first started, like I said, we bootstrapped this. So we didn't take any large funders or, you know, find people to give us money to, to get this going. We took out a small loan to build the website. And then anytime money came in, we put it right back out to marketing because we knew we had to. Now, at the beginning, there really wasn't much money to put back into marketing. And so we had to become so creative in trying to figure out how to get people to use Give, Send, Go, because we knew we needed to get people to come on and create campaigns so they could share it and raise money. So we were begging people we knew, hey, don't you need to raise money for something? Um, now, the, the thing is, is that a lot of times, you can, we, we use this phrase, you can die by a thousand paper cuts in a new business. You can die by doing way too many things or having way too many focuses um, when you first start out. And we decided early on, you know what, we don't have the money or the bandwidth. We had one developer part-time and Jacob and I, we were like, we don't have the money or the bandwidth to market to everybody because really everybody can use give send go so if we were like oh let's market to people where like the whole world and all at once everybody yeah. like how do you even market something yeah, and we're not... so you probably had to pick a niche somewhere right to kind of start out and then grow from there a hundred percent that's what we had to do and so we said you know what we're calling ourselves the number one free christian crowdfunding platform so let's go after people in the church in the in the christian communities that are going on missions trips. This is pre-COVID, okay. right? Nice. So, you know, 
these youth groups go to build wells in Africa or people go over mm. to share the good news or whatever. And people go on these trips to go help impoverished countries. And they usually have to raise a few thousand dollars to go. And so we said, That's let's so have sweet. this be our niche to, to start with and hopefully, um, hopefully expand from there. And again, it took us being creative. We would spend hours on social media, finding the, the ways around, finding people who had other crowdfunding pl- uh, campaigns on different sites and going and saying, hey, you should start one on Gifts and Go. We would find tragedies that happened and say, hey, you should start a campaign. We did a lot of just legwork and trying to put that because we didn't have the money to just throw at marketing. But I can tell you, it really built us to where we are today because even though we have a great marketing budget today we are still as cautious about where we put our money and as good we want to be as good stewards and wise about where we put our marketing dollars today having a much bigger budget than the hundred dollars a week or whatever it was back then um and so it was good lessons learned and again i think one of the the themes of this today could be don't hate the hard it will be hard. Thrive in the hard. Learn from the hard. Don't give up during the hard because starting a business, working with a spouse, working with a brother, all of those things can be hard, but hard only makes us better. If life was easy, we would just stay comfortable. Yeah, I feel like that's where the most most growth comes from and I feel like that's where you know, we're people of faith. I feel like that's where God can come in. And sometimes it's like, I can't do this on my own, but you're praying and God shows up. And then for us, that's what makes our faith stronger to say, God showed up here and he got us through. And whether it's whatever you're going through after that, it makes the good times Mm -hmm. seem better as well. Cause you're like, oh man, that was so hard. But now (laughs) you're, you know, kind of reaping the blessings that that you got. And then the next time something hard happens, you go, wow, I, I've built up some knowledge of the faithfulness of God because he was faithful then. So now I can trust him here. And so going through those hard times as, as a believer, um, those are the times that made my faith in my dependence that, that God was in control and I didn't have to be in control, um, so much better. Now gifts and go, we have expanded. We are not just a platform for Christians. This is not a place like, Hey, you have to sign a statement of faith or tell us what you believe. We are a platform for everybody. We want to allow anybody who needs to raise funds, even if we disagree with them, we want to give them a platform to share their story and raise funds. Now in today's culture, that's almost unheard of. Yeah. I know. I was actually, that was actually going to be one of my questions because did, did you get, did you guys see a kind of a surge in a surge in use kind of when, you know, some causes on your other, the other platforms are saying, nah, we're not going to let that one stay on here. Did, did you see any surge there? Or how, how did you, how do you, you know, handle that? Because I'm sure there's some stuff that you're like, yeah, I don't know this, how do you handle those types of situations? Yeah, you know, and those were and are continually hard because we all have our own sense of what justice looks like and what morals and all of that. We all, every single person, even people who disagree with my stances, they have their own, they're operating out of their sense of justice and their sense of morals and their sense of what is right and wrong. And so 
when what first happened so we were walking along growing year after year but it was kind of slow and then we found ourselves in that really horrible time with riots happening and the George Floyd thing happening and it's very a lot of political unrest and we saw campaigns being taken down by other platforms and we decided that we were going to allow them on our platform well that didn't make us popular with a lot of people um so there are just as many people who don't like that we offer freedom to people to fundraise as there are the people that value the freedom we offer. And, and it all comes out of that sense of justice that people have. And so it was, it is still a hard uh, line to walk, but we've become very solid in who we are. So these are things, again, as you start a business, as you start with, um, your husband or wife or your brother or whoever you are in, in starting a business, you need to talk these things through. What are your principles? Where are you standing? What is going to be important to you? So we came up with our mission statement that even though um, we were for everybody, our whole goal at Gifts and Go is to share the hope of Jesus through crowdfunding. So we said, okay, anything that we allow on Gifts and Go, our goal is going to be to share the hope that we know is found in Jesus with people. And so we said, how can we do this? We said, well, let's hire a prayer team. So we actually hire people that call every campaign that comes on our site and says, hey, I, I just read your campaign. I see you had a house fire. I see you have cancer. I see you're going on a mission strip. I see you're adopting. I see whatever the case is. Can I just pray with you right now? Like what's going on? Let me hear your story and, and, and people whether they have any faith base or not, because a lot of people are atheists or don't believe in any sort of higher power, they can't believe that we would take time to call them and care about what they're going through. And our world, the reason the world is looking the way it is today or the things we're being told is, is because people feel hopeless. And so when we allow campaigns on Give, Send, Go, it's not because we agree with that person's stance or even like what that person did. We allow it because we wanna share hope with that person because that's the only way that situation's gonna change. And I feel like in some aspects, I'm married to my brother, right? We talk all that's, the time, yeah. like we're yeah. joined at the hip, just like any sort of um, relationship. Um, we are, he lives up in, in Massachusetts, I live down in Maryland and we are, and all our team, our 40 employees are, are all remote um, worldwide. That's and cool. we talk all the time and we have to discuss these things. You can't shy away from those hard discussions and the direction. Um, and there are times we don't always agree. And we mm -hmm. have to then go, okay, well, again, because we have a, a faith component to us. We feel like that gives us a little step up because God promises us wisdom. And so we go, okay, let's take it back to the drawing boards. Let's surround us with people that we trust and go seek counsel when we don't agree. Let's, let's find out. And we talk things out and we hash things out. And I'm telling you, my husband's like, man, you are on the phone with your brother. I think you talk to him more than you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What's, you know, we've talked a lot about the the dynamic between husband and wives, or spouses managing a business. What's what do you think the differences are that you deal with managing it with your brother versus what you might have encountered with your spouse, with your husband? You know, the first thing for anybody who wants to get into business with a family member, whether it is your spouse or whether it is a sibling or someone like that, um, 
go in with your eyes wide open because like, especially with a sibling, like you love your, at least we love, I love my siblings, right? I get along with them all. We have close relationship. And so what happens there because you love them and you have close relationship, you sometimes ignore some things that you wouldn't ignore if you were looking out at a partner mm. that you are hiring in, right? That sounds like, familiar. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let like, some things go. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. You let things go that might be a red flag or something that, and not even that you don't love them, but maybe that you can't work with them. And that's okay, yeah. right? Like if you, if you, but, but go in with your eyes open to what the strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and so my brother and I, um, we actually complement each other well, and that's why we've been able to maintain this. He tends to be more analytical and on like the numbers side of things, like, and I tend to be more emotional and on the creative side of things. Okay. And so we balance each other out. I'm like, let's push ahead and do this. And he's like, whoa, let's take some time and think about it. Right. And there's this constant, it's not always easy because he wants to slow down. I want to go faster. Um, but there's a constant tug. And I, I think those are good things again yeah. to have. You don't want to be in something where you just have a yes man around you. I've seen yeah. businesses fail because the CEO, the owner only surrounded themselves with people who would say yes. You need people who will challenge you. And sometimes that's your spouse or your brother. <laughs> we we deal with the same thing. Um, Kyle's definitely like you. He's kind of the visionary. He's always wanting to expand, you know, take things to the next level. But I'm kind of the one like, okay, let's look at the numbers. Let's you know, we've had a very organic growth over the years and, you know, we went from three trucks, tractors, you know, to five, to eight, to 11, to 14, to 17, to 19, to 24. Now we have 28. So, <laughs> you know, I think growing like that, but having that person to kind of reel you back in, mm -hmm. because sometimes I know if I just say, yes, let's do it. I mean, he's there and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, let's maybe not right now. I'll, I, don't, I try not to just say no. That's one thing I've really had to work on. So let's think about it. Let's look at it. You know, these little things to kind of give me some time to process and to get us to think about some different things too. Yeah. So I think it's great to have someone, like you said, you know, you and your brother are kind of balancing each other out. I think that's really yeah. important. Well, hey, Heather, I noticed the timeline behind it. It looks like a timeline for, for are those milestones or, you know, some key, key events for Give, Send, Go. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So every year for the last couple of years and going forward, we have uh, what we call our giver gala and we throw a big party that's free for our attendees to come and celebrate what's been happening at Gibson and Go. And this last year we said we should put together a timeline. And I think again, in business in general, keeping track of where you've been, because so often you get so caught up in what's happening today that you forget how far you've come and and you want to remember you want to remember the journey and so you can you probably can't see the whole thing it's really long um it starts in 2014 where it says we had a new idea 2015 we had our our soft launch where we said okay let's try this out see what kinks we need to work out um we hired our first employee in 2016 and we were mentioned on the TV show, The Doctors, which seemed like a huge 
thing. Um, they were having a campaign for one of the women um, that were on that show. And so that was like a seemed really big at the time. Um, we st we continued to grow. We updated our web design in 2017 and 18. We just kept pressing on. 2019, we were available in 20 countries. Um, we were approached, someone approached us to acquire us. Um, it didn't work at the time for, for our all the parties involved. Um, and then we acquired a smaller crowdfunding platform called Faith Launcher. Um, in 2019, our first employee uh, was an Indian developer, and my brother and I went over to India for his wedding, which was really a oh, cool, cool. <laughs> cool time. We processed, at this point, up to $5 million, and we had reached over 50,000 givers on the platform. Mm -hmm. um, in 2020, we had some big campaigns. We hired our first customer service agents and we expanded to 35 countries in 2021. Um, we hired our prayer team and we added more people. Our teams kept expanding in 2021. We started the Giver Army, which is a really cool endeavor that we have because we have people that come on our site just to give um, to random campaigns. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Candace Owens came on our platform and raised $250,000 in just two days. So it was like an explosive campaign by somebody that is well known. And so we were very excited about that. We started last year, this 2022, we started our charity branch. So we have givesengo.org, which is a nonprofit branch of GiveSengo. Um, and then we expanded into 85 countries and, um, at the beginning of last year, we, we had a new logo design. We updated everything, new colors. We have up to 40 employees, and we've done over $100 million in money process. And this was just last end of last year. So we're adding on. We're going to do a whole other banner to add on to this. But I do recommend um, for anybody starting business, if you're not a journaler, because I, I tried to journal growing up, like I'd like do two days and then not again, you know, and I'd go through spurts because I really wanted to do a diary and stuff. And so I'm not a great journaler, but it is important to remember these milestones and to remember the things you've gone through. Because when things get hard, it's easy to go back and go, oh yeah, look, things are good. Like we're on a steady growth. Look at, remember when this happened, remember this. Um, and I say that in, in your marriage life as well. I think that it's very important to, um, tell your, remind yourself, you know, so often we tell ourselves the stories that are, he always does this, or he never does that, or she always <laughs> does this. And right. And it, because in the moment they left their clothes on the ground, right outside the hamper and you're <laughs> mad. And so you're like, they always do this. And then you start spinning a story about how they must not love you and how you would be better off with somebody else. And, and you can go down this whole path based on yeah. the truth. That's not really true, right? Uh, even though it's based on a truth. And and I believe this timelining and this this sort of thing is really healthy in, in a work environment and in a in a marriage um, to remember the good times because we get it's much easier for us to replay the bad times. Yeah. And we need to change that. If we want to be successful in life, we need to change that to start replaying the good times. And mm -hmm. and I don't know why that's harder to do. But it is. When things yeah. go hard, we want to go back and go, yeah, mm -hmm. see, look, look, remember last time they did this too. And, da, 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 da. and so timelining, yeah. remembering is really important. Okay. I love that. You definitely need to remember the good times. So when you're going through the hard times, you're like, hey, we made it through that. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for being on the show. We kind of have to stop there. But 
We're really excited to hear about your story. Can you give us some more information on where people can find you and all your social media contact? Sure. So you can look up Gifts and Go across every platform that you can imagine. Just go to Gifts and Go is our handle. It's all one word, G-I-V-E-S-E-N-D-G-O, Gifts and Go. Um, you can email our customer service if you have any questions at info at givesendgo.com. Um, and just visit our website. There's so many cool campaigns going on. Um, we'd love for you to join the Gifts and Go family. Okay, Awesome. All right, well, everybody, well, thank you for joining us today on the Married in Business podcast. If you like what you heard, and make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and check us out on all our social media platforms and your favorite podcast uh, platform. Again, thank you, Heather, and uh, best of luck to you going forward with Give, Send, Go. Thank you.